0: I'm I'm teaching a series, and this series is going to be called Paul Preached Christ. All right, three words. Paul preached, E.D., Christ. Now, that's your series. Now, the reason why this series, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 15 I want to read a verse there while I'm there. The reason why I'm ministering this series, see, every, when God gives me something, there's a reason. Uh, because today's message, which I'm going to go to in just a moment, um, you understand that. But I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, but I want to read to you verse number 9 and verse 10. Now, this is about the Apostle Paul. Paul preached Christ. I'm going to show you in the Word of God why. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to look at verse 9 and 10, and then I'm going to go back and look at uh, 1 Corinthians verse 9, and I want to show you something that Paul said there, uh, and I'm going to show you why. I'm going to take you back there just a moment in verse 24 matter uh, in fact, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 9 and then I'm going to go to verse 17 and 18. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 24 because I want to read something to you uh, about the Apostle Paul. Uh, I get to that in just a moment, but I want to give you my subject before I do that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is what I want to just show you now. Verse 9 and verse 10, just two verses. I'm standing the King James. I'll make it easier for you just a moment. We'll be reading some out of the NLT today. But in verse number 9 and 10, it, Paul says, I, for I am the least of the apostles. And he says that I am I'm, I'm not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Now remember, the Church of God was at that time the saints, what we call the, the Church of God, all dominant Jews. That's the church that the apostle Peter, James, and John uh, was really the pastor of, over. So Paul says, "I am the least of the apostles; I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the Church of God." Then he said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all; yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Now, the apostle Paul is letting you know who he is. He's letting you know how he got to be an apostle. He just got through saying it. Let me say it again. By the grace of God, I am what I am. He's telling you how he got to be an apostle. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. I labor more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Now, we know we're talking about the grace of God of the Holy Spirit in his life. Now, my point is, uh, this is a message that uh, I'm ministering to the body of Christ because, you know, I I have this... Well, let me read it, what what Paul said to the church. This is what I want to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, let's back up. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I want to read verse 1, first of all, and then I want to to read something that Paul said uh, to to this church. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and then I'm going to read something in just verse 1, but then I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians 11 is what I want to read. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1, here we go. Be ye followers of me. Now this is what Paul is going to say. Be followers of me, even as I am also of Christ. Now if you read that out of the Living Bible, the NLT, it will say this. Follow me as I follow Christ. Just one verse. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. I want to read that out of the NLT. I'm going to be, I just want to check that because I want to see. I know then the good news, uh, but I want to read it out of the NLT, then I want to read it out of the good news. Just that one verse, 1 Corinthians 11, 1. It says, and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. See, that word follow means to imitate. So he's saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, this is the man in your Bible who followed Christ. And we're supposed to be following him because he following Christ. I want to make sure everybody understand that. So if you started a ministry out there, like, for example, uh, I'm the pastor of this church or the founder of this ministry, and this ministry was started by Pastor Earl O'Crump uh, 36, might have been 40 years ago, but I didn't understand it, but I've been now pastoring 36 years. So I have to tell you how it, how it happened. This teaching I'm doing now, and I'm talking to my ministers, I got ministers in this church uh, maybe one day you could be pastoring your church uh, or helping me in this ministry right now so you really need to know this anyway but I do have a pastor pastor Casey pastor up in Saginaw Michigan uh, one of my pastors and uh, who's on Facebook pretty much every Sunday <laughs> praise God but anyway good morning pastor all right now set for example Now, this pastor Uh, Ministry is pastoring after this ministry because we pastor and minister on the gospel of grace. So that's what he ministers is the gospel of grace. I just want you to understand what I mean. Now, my message is going to be called Know who you are following. That's going to be my message before I go any further. Know who you are following. Now, I'm saying this because, like I said, I have ministers here um, in this ministry. And one of the greatest things that I have tried to get over to ministers who come here to be a part of this ministry, that they will understand that you come here to follow me You come here to follow me. Now, when you get under somebody and that places you under me, and because you are under me, your responsibility is to imitate me, follow me. But my responsibility as your pastor is to make sure I follow Paul. Ain't that right, sister? Our first lady here. So my responsibility is to follow the apostle Paul. Why? Because I have somebody following me. You may say, well, apostle Paul preached this 2,000 years ago. It doesn't matter. The word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if if I follow Paul and his teaching, that's what it means to follow Paul, to follow his teaching. Let's make sure we understand that. Follow Paul means to follow his teachings. All right. Now, Paul was called of God. I'm going to show you that in the Word of God. And God gave Paul his vision. Now, just think about what I just said. God called Paul. God gave Paul his vision. So... If God gave him this vision, his vision is the same yesterday, today, and forever because God gave it to him. God knew 2,000 years later there'll be a little pastor in Mississippi that will be pastoring in Michigan and his name will be Earl Crump and all he got to do is just follow Paul. Follow Paul teaching. He doesn't have to worry about Whether he had a chance to graduate from the seminary, which I'm not putting down and all those kind of things. But the key is is the person in the seminary following Paul? That's your whole thing. Whoever you're following today, are they following the Paul of the Bible? Because if they're not following the Paul of the Bible, then I have to ask you a question who are you following? And then who are the people in your church following? Now Jesus Christ looked at the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes one day, and he said the same thing to the people that he taught. He says, if the blind lead the blind, then all will fall into the ditch. And that ditch was not just talking about a physical ditch. He was talking about they're going to lead you to hell. Because the people you're following is not following the Bible. Now this is, and I'm going to get into my message today. My subject, once again, is know who you are following. My series is 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 1 and 2, and then 10 through 16. I'm going to use... 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 for just for the day, subject for the day. Know who you are following. Here the Apostle Paul said, Be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. Now, there's nobody else in the Bible that God gave the new covenant to but the Apostle Paul. And 90-plus percent of people in churches today do not follow the Bible. 90-plus, and I can say 95-plus churches are not following the Apostle Paul. They're not following the Bible. they following whoever was a pastor before them. How do I know this? Because that's where I was. I thought I was just supposed to follow the pastor that was for me because I, that's all I had. But my responsibility is to be led by the Holy Spirit and follow the Bible and the teacher of the Bible who gave us the Holy Spirit, who gave us the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul did, through the teaching of the gospel of Christ. It does not mean, and it did not mean, I should not submit myself to my pastor. That's why you got to make sure you know who you are following. Because if that pastor is only following the the pastor before him and the pastor before him and the pastor before him you know, and on and on and on, then he can only know what the pastor before him knew. You will never get the message unless that pastor was following the apostle Paul of the Bible. Now, when Paul gave them this in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, he he allowed them to know there are many many fathers I mean, I'm sorry, there are many teachers out there. But I'm your father. And that's what he said to them. I have begotten you through the gospel. So all these churches that you have today, let's put ourselves in the Apostle Paul time. In the Apostle Paul time, you had people who followed Jesus in the flesh. Let's go back before that. You had people who followed John the Baptist. Well, let's go back before that. You had people who followed the prophets. Let's go back before that. You had people who followed Moses. So during the days of Christ, you had people who followed Moses, you had people who followed, now these are, different churches that you can go to some of these churches they said we followers of Moses it was no different in the days of Moses you had jephro and jephro was following the god that he thought of the bible so everybody had people they was following that's why Jesus when Paul went to Athens he said this in Athens chapter number uh, i mean acts chapter 17 they had this inscription to the unknown God because they didn't know who he was. So there were so many different people out there. There were people who followed Jesus Christ's teachings and they didn't submit to nobody else but Jesus Christ. And there are people who followed nobody, but then there were people who began to follow Paul like Timothy and Titus and Savannah and Epapoditus and several women and other men. They began to follow Apollos and all these people. But this is what was going on. They had all these different people. So that's why out of this came, know who you are following. Because who you follow, you will be like who you follow, you would have and teach the same message. And if the message didn't change the person that you're following, is not going to change you neither. Now, I'm saying this because I, this has this, this been something that I had to learn for some 50 years now. 40 years of ministry plus, and also 36 years of pastoring. So I had to see all of this. I saw pastors who had sons in their churches, and now they are gone, and their sons is lost. Pastors, mega churches. who pastors all their years, all their life, but their children is lost because the message that they preach couldn't even save their children. Pastors. See, this is what touches my heart, and I can can name them. If you've been around a while and watched Christian television, you know. And you watch these pastors pour their hearts and lives out. And then their children, their sons or their daughters, were not even ready to take over their ministry. So if your your ministry is the power of God and the salvation, it ought to change your children. That's what I like about Noah. Noah heard from God. But Noah preached until his children were convinced, and his wife and his three sons and their wives, they were convinced of Noah's message. And they helped Noah build the house. So when the flood came, they were all saved. So we have to understand that ministry is really not trying to cause everybody else to believe But do your house believe you? Because if you can't persuade your own home, your own house, your own children, then you sure can't persuade anybody else. The question, once again, is know who you are following. Now I'm going to be probably teaching this today and next week probably. But I want to really get you to see it, okay, if the Lord allow me know who you are following. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. And let's go back and look at this one more time. Now remember verse 1 and 2 told us how they had to Paul had to make sure he was he had to be who he is. See there are many people today will tell you they are apostles and prophets. New Testament apostles, New Testament prophets, they call themselves. But yet they are not following the apostle of the Bible. And people are following them. This is going to be a good series. I hope you understand that. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I don't want to just... Move over there. I don't know if I'm supposed to go anywhere else. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians 4, just verse 1 and 2 again, just going to brush over that. He said, let a man show account of us as the ministers of Christ. Now this is Paul. He said, we are stewards of the mysteries of God. Now remember, he, there he has an S. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. Then it said, moreover, it is required of stewards that a man be found faithful. Otherwise, if God calls you to use you as a pastor of a church, your requirement is you have to be found faithful When God said you have to be found faithful, that means he never stopped checking on you. He never stopped checking on you because you are found faithful. But let's go on because I want to go down and and, and, uh, even ask to see what Paul was saying. Paul says in verse number 14, same 1 Corinthians 4, he gave them where he was, just in case they wanted to be an apostle. Paul says, I write these, none of these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. Then he's going to say something to them. For though you have 10,000 instructors, teachers in Christ, yet have you not many fathers, He said, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you, Did he told them how, through the gospel. Now, that's not what you're hearing people over here at a church that teach water baptism. They're not telling you I begotten you through the gospel. They're saying I begotten you through water baptism. You became a son of this ministry, a child of God through water baptism. See, if you hear what the, the apostle of the Bible is saying, you will know you're in the wrong church. And yet their people have been going to church for 20, 30, 40 years. (coughs) Excuse me. Have been deceived. Thinking that they became a Christian through water baptism. You know what? They are not following the Bible. They are following people that they see and they think those people represent the Bible or God used them so they got to be right or they have all this power and all this authority and all this wealth and all this that had nothing to do. When they come down to who God uses, you'll be surprised or maybe you won't. That's why I started this off when Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. All right, now let's continue. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 15 said, For though you have 10,000 instructions in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you. He told you how through the gospel. Then he said to them, I beseech you. Now that's a begging term, pleading. Be followers of me. Why is Paul saying that? Go to 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. We're just, we just going back. we get ready to take off. Why is Paul continuing to cry, be followers of me? Because there were people following Jesus. Although Jesus died and made and raised again from the dead, he still had disciples out there. And then there were people out there following the law. There were people following Moses. There were people following John the Baptist. Uh, there were people out there following uh, Apollos before he got changed. There were people following different places that they lived in, goddess and goddesses. They were following all kinds of stuff and paul cried out to them be followers of me follow me as i follow christ this ministry follows the bible just want you to know that we follow the bible we follow the apostle paul of the bible and his teachings first corinthians 11 1 says be ye followers of me even as I am also of Christ. Oh, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, let's go to Ephesians. Let's just run some of these down quickly, will we? Ephesians 5.1. Let's just show you. The Apostle Paul is every book. Corinth, Ephesus, Thessalonians. All these books you're going to see. Ephesians 5.1. Watch what he says to them. Be ye therefore followers." See, He's not asking them. He is a command. Be followers, be therefore followers of God as dear children. See, Paul knew if you follow him, you will follow God. If you want to be sure you are following God, then follow the apostle Paul of the Bible and his teaching. That's how you can be sure. See, I'm not going by somebody because they've been in ministry before me. I did that. I was deceived. See, what, what people were preaching, listen to me, couldn't even keep them. See, when you when you know, when you know as a young pastor, how do you know? If this gospel that you're preaching can't keep you, how is it going to keep the people that's under you? See, when the Bible says in Romans 1, 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, when Paul said that, it's the power of God under salvation. He's talking about this gospel not only I live by, but it keeps me and it keeps those who are affected in my life. See, I'm a pastor. Why preach a gospel that won't keep me and my wife and family and won't keep my church family? See, door of faith, I can tell you today, we are preaching a gospel here that keeps you. Some of you have been through all kinds of stuff. Some of you call me about all kinds of things that are going on. But this gospel that we preach, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God under salvation. Otherwise, it's the power that God uses to keep you. When I told you before, when I preach the gospel, when I preach Christ crucified, I'm preaching a gospel that I need to keep me. That's why I pray for you for divine protection. I pray for you for divine grace. I pray for you. This is what I speak over your life, that God has done in your life, simply because you are part of the body of Christ and you are part of the door of faith ministry. You see divine grace in your life. You see divine protection in your life. You see divine provisions in your life. You don't know how it happened. We don't know. All I know is by the grace of God. This ministry will affect your life for the better if you support it. Be a part of the body of Christ. Be a part of the door of faith. This is what a minister is supposed to do. Provide for you. Provide. That's why I said in Philippians 4, 19, but my God. Paul was telling Philippians because they supported his, his ministry. That's why Paul preached the gospel great. This church at Philippi supported his ministry. So he said to them, but my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what the ministry is supposed to do. When you are submitted yourself to a pastor or a ministry, it's supposed to supply your needs. That's why you financially support it. You support it financially because it supply your needs. That's what you must understand. You don't get your needs met any other way, it's the ministry, it's the ministry, it's the word from the ministry that taking care of you. That's why Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That's why he said to Paul, God's grace is sufficient for you. All right, now let's let's move on. We just showed you Ephesians 5, 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. All right, let's let's look at another, because I want to jump into this thing, man. Uh, Let's look at uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. You in Ephesians, just go forward. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. What an awesome God we serve. Philippians 4, verse 8 and 9. Watch what it says. the brothers. Now, Paul is telling the church what they need to be mentally. See, listen. All this stuff going on around you, you cannot let that keep you from following the word of God, and following your pastor and his ministry and what he's ministering to you. Don't get caught up in his other stuff. I'm talking about when you want your needs met spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, emotionally, you got to stay in the Word. So Paul said, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever whatsoever things are true, This is where you got to keep your mind. You're living in a world of deception. You're living in a world right now where deception is all around you. People do not tell the truth anymore. This is the world you're living in now. You don't know who to believe. People take lies and think it's normal. So you got you to believe the Bible. The Bible's not going to ever change. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. So Paul is saying to them, look, finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. How many honest folks you can find now? How many folks can be trusted? Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, righteous, whatsoever things are pure, holy, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Don't let other stuff take your mind. And then he's going to say something more powerful. I look at is verse ten. He said, Now these things which thou hast learned. Now you want to know understand the King James. The King James writes backwards. (laughs) You know, in the Hebrew, Hebrew always writes from the left side of the page to the right side. So the, the learn is last, and it should be. The learn is first, but it should be last. Okay, so let's look at this in its context. These things which thou hast both learned. Now, you know you don't learn first. And receive. You don't receive first. And heard. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. So you got to see. You got to hurt till you put them in order. See, I was passing by door Faith Christian Church one Sunday. You know what I did? I went in there, and I began to look around, seen. And after a while, a pastor came out. I heard. He began to minister the word. I received. And then after that, you know what? I trusted. See how the word goes? You know, you, you you can just look. You still have not received. You haven't heard. So the key is God put this ministry here for you to have stability. Now why am I saying that? Because I'm talking to people who used to go to this ministry. God put this ministry here for you to have stability. What do that mean? You have gone and come, gone and come. Matter of fact, how many churches have you been to since you started out here? See, people know who I'm talking to. I'm not here thinking this up. This is the Holy Spirit. How many churches, how many pastors have you sat under since you started out here? You know God sent you here. And you testify that God sent you to Door Faith Christian Church. Hallelujah. Pastor Earl O'Crump. Glory to God. How many churches have you sat under? How many pastors have you been under since you came here? See, guess what? We are the same, just like our God, that we were back then still love you just as much. Same first lady. See, we're not going to treat you any difference. You can go and come, but this ministry is a ministry of stability. It's built on the word. So when you go to all these different churches, heard all these different preachers, you know where you're going to end up at? Door Faith Christian Church. You know what you're looking for? You're looking for stability. You're looking for people who will just tell you the ministry of the Word, just tell you the truth. Not here trying to get anything from you, just want to tell you what the Word says. But see, you thought it had a lot to do with, "I'll oh, give me a high five and slap somebody and I'll, all, that, all that's still going to be there. When it's all finished, Am I giving you instructions? Am I giving you knowledge? Am I giving you the word? That's what's going to change your life. All this other stuff you want from me, I don't have anymore. You, you got that when I was in my youth. <laughs> Glory to God. You got that when I was a young man running across the stream. No, I'm older now, so I settle down and talk to you a little more. Same Pastor. What I understand is all about the word; it's not about me, and I want you to understand that. It's not about the pastor; it's about the word that he's giving you. Don't get deceived. So, Philippians says, verse eight, and I'm sorry, Philippians chapter four and verse number nine. That's where we are. Watch what it says: These things which you have learned. You've been here a long time. You should learn them by now. But how do you get to there? You had to receive them. I'm giving you instruction. You got to receive it. You do that by believing. But you can't do that if you haven't heard. You have to listen. See, that's one of the greatest things that I try to teach this ministry because we came out of churches where we we thought we had to help the pastor. And you can't hear nothing but the people. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And you keep saying, listen, you don't have to preach as hard as I am doing the service, but you've been taught that you got to help the pastor. You hear pastor saying, ain't y'all going to help me? Can y'all help me here? Help me preach this message. See, that's that's not good. Because if I came to give you a message, I don't need nobody else to help me give nobody that message because I'm the only one who got the message. So I spend all my time hearing the word. I don't need you to help me preach. Just hear. That's what you need to do when you go to a church. Just give God your ears because I'm going to talk to you, but only also the Holy Ghost is going to talk to you. So you got to be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. So when the word is going forth, did you hear what it said? And then if you heard it, see this morning, did you hear? Know who you're following. See, I'm a pastor, and I'm an observer. Because, see, today you got Facebook. Now, I'm not a Facebook person. I don't have a Facebook. But I browse around sometime on my wife's Facebook. And I put in different names of members of the church. Why you do that, Pastor? Because I want to see, do I ever see Door Faith and Pastor Crump on their Facebook. And guess, lo and behold, I see everybody else, everybody else in the world but their own pastor. Now isn't that something? I'm your pastor and can't even find me on your Facebook. Not angry, I'm just trying to tell you. You listen to everybody and you're not receiving what God has for your life. You still want to be entertained. Still looking for entertainment as old as you are. Been in ministry 30 years, 40 years. Still looking for somebody to entertain you. Don't you know that's a child? child spirit, what you think the children of this world are doing? Looking for entertainment. Man, you get up in age, you ought to be looking for the word. You ought not be looking for nobody to entertain me. I want to know you have the word for my life. Can I live by what you're saying? All right, here we go. Watch what Paul said Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 9. These things which you have both learned, received, heard, seen in me. Watch this. Do. Why is he saying do? Imitate. And then watch what he said. And the God of peace shall be with you. Just do what you're hearing. Do what you received. Walk it out in the earth. Let, let, let's, let's jump in this thing now. I, I think you about be ready. Let's go to let's go to first uh, Timothy one eleven through fourteen. Let's show you something else about Paul. First Timothy chapter one. First 1 Timothy chapter. Chapter 1. Now in 1 Timothy chapter 1, Paul wrote this letter to his son, Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 11. That's where we're at. And watch what he said to Timothy. He says, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. Watch what he tells Timothy. I'm writing you, but this is according to the glorious gospel. Oh, the blessed God. I'm not writing to you from Peter's message. I'm not preaching to you what Peter preached. I'm not preaching to you what John the Baptist preached, because John baptized with water. See, I'm not here trying to give you what Moses did. Moses gave you bread on the table. Moses gave you foot I'm not here. I'm giving you the glorious gospel of Christ, the blessed God. Watch what he says, which was committed to my trust. God gave me this gospel, watch this, because he trusted me. And God is not going to give it to anybody else that he does not trust. God is not going to entrust you with the gospel of Christ if he can't trust you. See, this is what what I had to learn. My wife and I, this Christmas, will be married 52 years. Can God trust you to keep your wife? Can he trust you to take care of your wife? Because if you can't take care of your wife, how are you going to take care of the church? How is he going to trust you with the finances of the church when you are not honest in a marriage relationship? Trust. God gave you children. Can he trust you to take care of them? Will you sacrifice your life and what you have for your children? Can he trust you? Because if you won't sacrifice what you have for your wife and children, you won't do it for the church. You're not going to put God and his church first if you haven't put your wife and your children first in your life. And that's what people do, understand. But they want God to trust them with a church. Well, you don't have just one wife. Now you have mothers of the church. Fathers. The church, not your mothers, but God's mothers. Then you, then they got children, and they got children, and they got grandchildren and grandchildren. Now, how's God gonna trust you with all of that? And He can't even trust you with your own wife, your own family. How can he trust you with his financial account? How can he trust you with his financial accounts when he can't trust you with your own personal account? Anytime a man steals from himself, won't he steal from God? Just a question. If a man not faithful over few things, will God make him rule over many? See, this is what knowing who you are following. We in First Timothy chapter one, verse eleven says, "According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God." Which was committed to me? Oh no, it wasn't committed to me. It was committed to my trust. That's a difference. Because if God didn't trust me, He would not commit this ministry to me. Verse number 12. Now I'm going to be reading this. We're in First Timothy. And we started there, but we're gonna read that down to verse 14. Verse 12. Paul says, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because God trusted you. Look, look what else he did he do? He enabled you. That's why Paul said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. I don't say this to pat myself on the back, I say it out of humility. Out of these 40 years, nearly 36 years now, pastoring, I never had to miss a service because of sickness. Or pretty much anything else, unless I just didn't want to be here. And I don't let anything mess with that. I want to be here. So Paul says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has. Enabled me, gave me the ability. He counted me, here it is, faithful. Know who you following. See, if if you go into a ministry and God's blessing you with his finances and you're giving your money to a ministry week after week after week. And you know that ministry is not faithful. The man is not faithful. The minister is not faithful. See, I got to be faithful to you. Let me say that. I want to look at door of faith right in the face because I'm ministering to door of faith this morning. I'm ministering to the body of Christ because there are a lot of folk out there in the body of Christ. Your problem is, You need to submit yourself to a ministry that's faithful. A man and a woman of God who's faithful, faithful to the children, faithful to the family, faithful to the church, faithful to God. You got to do that. you expecting God to do things in your life, but you're submitting your finances, your prayers, your life to a church that's not faithful. And you're waiting for God to give the increase. How can He? How can He? You are married to unfaithfulness. You have submitted yourself to unfaithfulness, unto unfaithful people. And you know they're unfaithful. But you won't leave because you're expecting something to happen. Listen. The man is unfaithful. Can you understand? The woman's unfaithful. The minister's unfaithful. Pastor, I've never heard you talk like this before. I know. That's why I always said, listen, listen, listen. I don't have to say that no more. First Timothy chapter 1. In verse 12, I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has enabled me. Why did, he, why did he give you the grace, pastor? You say he gave you the grace. He enabled you because he counted me faithful. Put in me in the ministry. Paul says, God counted me faithful. Put in me in the ministry. See, all this other stuff that you hear around here, I probably hear it more than anybody. If I had to go to, I don't even listen to it no more. You got people who just started out ministry. Just just said, Pastor, I just preached my trial sermon. You give them a year or two, they're an apostle. They're a prophet. Don't know nothing about ministry. Don't even know the word. Not even proven faithful yet. But they just want to be. Pastor, did you know somebody had their own church? Praise God for you. Paul says he put me in the ministry because he counted me faithful. Paul said before I was a blasphemer. I was a persecutor. I was injury. injury Injurious, I'm sorry. But I obtained mercy... Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And then it says, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And the last thing he says this is the faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. If the message you preach can't save you, how is it going to save the people that follows you? My time is up. I thank you for yours. In the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 15, is what changed my life. 1 Corinthians, chapter number 15, and verse 1. We're going to the cross. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Paul Moreover, brother, Paul preached Christ. Moreover, brother, I, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I, not Peter, James, and John, not John the Baptist, not Jesus, not all, what I preach to you unless you have believed the wrong message unless you have believed in vain. I deliver to you first of all that which I also received: how Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. He was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you.